Hello, I'm Tanya Wagstaff and today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about our service and what we offer, who we are and about one of our most popular training packages that we deliver called Lego Based Therapy. First of all, a little bit about who we are and what we do. We are a small independent service called Autism Specialists and you can find out about us on our website, which is at www.autismspecialist.co.uk. I work predominantly in early years and primary, and the colleague who I work with called Claire Brinkley, she works at secondaries and FE, and together we are an independent service who predominantly work in schools in the education sector, although we deliver all of our training, which is on our website, to a whole range of different organisations who want to develop uh, an understanding of neurodiversity and we've worked in areas such as local art galleries, local museums, housing sectors, the local scouts group, to name but a few. We predominantly, as I said, work in schools and in the school sector we support the teaching staff and the pupils if they're needing any support in understanding their uh, neurodiversity, their diagnosis of autism or why they're on the pathway to have that assessment carried out. One of our really, really most popular courses which people ask for and something which uh, we're really passionate about is called Lego based therapy. What is Lego based therapy? First of all, it's a, you know, it's, a, it's a Lego group in school and we never call it therapy when you're working with children, even possibly some of the older children. You would call it some, a Lego club or something like that when you're running it with, uh, with the children. But it is different to a, a Lego club. You might think, oh, we've got a Lego club going on, going on at school. And, and you probably have. And, and lots of people do run Lego groups and Lego clubs. But it needs to meet a certain criteria for it to be called Lego based therapy. You don't need too much training, although we offer some training and some guidelines around that, but basically a, you know, a willingness to, to provide the resources and to commit the time to it and also to do some assessments to start and to end your, your group work is, is what's required. Now, how did it come about? It was originally uh, developed by a man called Dr. Dan Goff in America, and he is a specialist and he saw children in his clinic on a one-to-one -one with families to help them develop social skills. And one day he finished with a family and a little person and the little person left the room and commented uh, about a Lego model that a little boy in the waiting room was, was holding as he was waiting for his session with, with Dr. Dan, as he likes to be called. And the little boy commented on it and uh, the, the mother said, oh, because the first time he spoke to a stranger, and so both parents exchanged the joy that they had that the child, the children, their two children communicated. And Dr. Dan kind of observed that. And that happened on a couple of occasions and, and kind of sparked an idea in, in Dr. Dan's head. Uh, and so he, you know, fast forwarded a few, a few years and he decided to run a trial group around working with children and with Lego and how it can support the development of understanding other people and social skills. And so he developed a research package around that. And when you have to do a research study, you have to produce quite a lot of data. You have to run a structured group and you have to have a control group. And Dr. Dan did this. And as a result of that, he was able to make a group where children were given an assessment before they started the group and an assessment once they finished. And by taking part in the, in the structure of this group, they made progress. 
and it was a, a real revolutionary. And, and when he published these research papers, uh, there was a ripple effect across across the across the pond, and it arrived in Cambridge, where uh, Gina Gonas and uh, Simon Bone Cowan, uh, who are the leading people in uh, autism in this country, they read the research papers and they replicated the study in, in in England. And surprise, surprise, they found the same results. That actually, by running this group, you will make a difference. So Claire and I, it's one of the few interventions that we talk about. It's one of the few things which we reckon all schools should have happening in their setting if they can even if you can just run it for one term once a year people and children will benefit from it it's because it's a robust study it's got the data to back it up to show that it has got an impact because we're really aware of the restraints on financing in schools today and we know that there's such a, a desperate need for uh, for funding and that if you've got to you know deploy one member of staff out of the class to work with a group of children, you've got to really make sure that you're going to have an impact with, with that work. With this training that we deliver, we talk about the statistics, we talk about the data that's, that, that can back it up, so that when you come to our training, you're armed with that information to go back out to your setting, to go back out to your school, and to talk to the person with the purse strings and to say to them, you know, please can we have a couple of hundred pounds to buy Lego? And this is the reason why, if we run a Lego group, this is the research it shows it makes children's lives better. It can improve their areas of need in terms of social skills, in terms of initiating a conversation in terms of developing sustained conversations and it, it we know it helps children with their flexibility it helps build resilience it helps them learn problem solving and and that's one of the reasons why we are passionate about having it and that everybody being skilled up and having that as a as an as an offer in your school as an intervention for children with with all types of neurodiversity not just people who have got autism or who are on the list to have an assessment it works for a whole range of children and I've worked and used it with as a, I was a Senko, I was a Senko for many years before I became an autism specialist and I've used it on, on a weekly basis in my school so you know it has got that robust paper you know a study behind it that paper study behind it so that's why we would we would kind of encourage people to, to sort of do that in schools What sort of things have we noticed? Claire and I have done quite a lot of researches on our own practice. I run uh, Lego-based therapies in, in some of my schools that I go out to. I'm known as the Lego lady when I arrive with my with my trolley and uh, I run groups. And, and, you know, the role of the, of the person or the adult using, you know, working with the group is, is a very much a supervisor's role. Uh, you're there to facilitate the you know the lego and the group you know you're there to provide them with the new lego and you're there to help them support to support their the development of their pro-social skills their social interaction skills of turn taking and waiting asking questions sharing you know uh, developing joint attention which is you know sharing that that joy of something together with a friend you know and also you know building friendships and helping uh, children sort of develop and some of the things which we you know the thing the things that we've observed uh, during our sessions is, is things like communicating ideas we've noticed uh, taking account of each other's thoughts and opinions you know developing that theory of mind which we know for, for young people and children with autism that's that's still developing it doesn't develop as the same age as their you know their, their cognitive level it, it develops out of step with that When you're with our training, we have provided you with some guidelines on types of assessments you can do before 
you start your group and type of a, a record keeping that you can do as your group is evolving and then so that you can see the impact that your group is having. Now, we know how all teachers love to uh, magpie ideas from other places and, and, uh, and we're well aware of that. And we also ask you to send stuff back to us if you've developed it in school. So we do let you take away uh, our ideas and our, our, our pro formers and our assessments for you to develop in school as you, as you, want, as you wish. And they are nowhere near a finished product. It was just our thoughts about what's worked, what's worked well for us in our groups. Now, Dr. Dan always says that, you know, what are the, what's the group suitable for? And, you know, he kind of says, you know, children ages, you know, six to 13. But, but Claire and I dispute that. I have run these groups in primary schools, in, in the reception classes, with using Duplo and the very basic types of Lego. And Claire runs the group way up into, uh, you know, 15, 16 year olds. And she's got some you know, young people who just come to school because they're going to, you know, earn time to go to their Lego group. So, and I know an original group of children that used to work with Dr. Dan, who actually did Stop Start Lego animation, they're all in their 20s and they still meet to, to have their Lego group. So I think it's got a lot more shelf life than, than, than Dr. Dan kind of prescribes. You will generally run at what's called uh, uh, the middle level, and I'll talk about the, the levels in a minute, or the, or the different modes. And it's good for if you've got a social school group that you need to develop, it's good for lunchtime or after school clubs. And it's really a really good use if you've got pupil premium funding for specific children, because it can be so directive and earmarked and you can measure the impact. So schools are able to show how you've used the money that comes with those people premium children. So it's a good use of those types of, uh, of monies. We've delivered the training to various parent groups where parents have gone off and they've run little Lego groups at home with uh, their own child and the siblings or cousins or friends, because we know from the work we do with our families that some of the children are isolated and they don't access after school activities because of the unpredictable nature of some of them and the dynamics of the groups. So they don't have a very rich extracurricular activity or extra rich curriculum lifestyle. So we know that it's some, by skilling up some of the parents uh, to run the Lego at home, children can come around and there's a purpose for the play. That and it's a very structured purpose of the play, so it's nice and predictable, and it helps the children develop friendships, not only with that particular group of children, but it can be extended so that they start to, to build those relationships and have a, have a secure unit in the social world that they're going to grow up in and in the local community. I touched briefly about the different uh, levels or kind of, they're called, Dr. Van calls them modes. And it roughly translates to the, the initial mode one is where you work one-to-one -one with the child and you, you introduce them to Lego if they're not familiar with Lego and you would talk to them around that. Then you would do kind of like the mode two where you might work with two children and an adult and then more common and the, the most common kind of sort of group that goes on in, in my settings is mode three, which is where you've got the three children building the Lego and the adult uh, is again not part of the group but just supervising in the other mode one and mode two the adult is part of the group because you're modeling in our training we go through all of the modes we talk about how to assess where your child would go in at what mode so you know where to start your groups we talk about how to structure the group dynamics and we talk about how to manage your assessment and your record keeping uh, because we know in the school if you've got a, if you're a teaching assistant and you've got to take a group of Lego, you're going to have to go back and say what went on in your group, how well they did. Uh, and so we've developed some proformers so that's nice and quick and easy because we know you haven't got enough time to even do the regular stuff. So we don't want to blow, overload what, what you've got to do. 
in the mode three, you might, which is the most popular mode, you will have three children. Uh, they will take on specific roles, and in those roles, they will do a specific task with the Lego kit. And then the idea is, is that you will then rotate those roles. You will then rotate the kits. The kits will become a bit more challenging, or there might be some problems to overcome in the kits because there's bits missing in the kits. So there's some problem solving needed. There's some resilience uh, building. So, and all of that it, it, we talk about in our training. The most important part, which makes it not be just a pure Lego group, and why you can say it's Lego based therapy, is that you all throughout mode one, two, and three, runs mode four and mode four is about the therapy it's the therapy side of it and you might sit there and this is a common question we get from our training is oh you know but i'm not i'm not a therapist i've not done therapy training and i would beg to differ because as a teacher we do loads of stuff and you know we're a plumber we're a, you know we're a detective we're a you know negotiator we're administer but you know first aid etc etc and we do listen to children and you do do therapy it's just we don't we don't say that we just do, do everything else uh, but you but the therapy side of it what we essentially are doing is teaching them the pro-social skills in a structured explicit way where we're talking about from, from the very young children just waiting waiting their turn turn taking requesting politely asking if they've got the role of, of, of say, for example, the engineer, when they've got they've got the instructions, then they're going to be saying to the builder who's got the Lego, uh, I've got to put the Lego together. You, you know, you put the blue square on the green square. You know, they've got to wait for that to happen, and then they've got to watch and copy. So there's loads of pro-social skills. Some of the skills you might be developing in the therapy are sitting appropriately at a table, asking to leave the table to go for a break, all of those types of pro-social skills. So you will be starting off with some of those things as well and, and uh, understanding differences amongst the group, uh, leading right up to things like talking about friendships, things that are going on in class, those types of therapy as well. And the things that Claire and I have, have covered during our sessions have been bullying we've talked about we've talked about friendships we've uh, actually talked about uh, transition and moving from primary to secondary or moving from year three to year four or year 10 to 11 or from school to college so during those times you might also talk about transition during those times because you're once you've got your lego therapy up and running it tends to become quite a nice social activity where you can talk about other things which happen in their day quite often i will touch base with class teachers before I pick up my children that I go to work in my Lego group and say how things been they might say oh been some issues on the playground been some issues with such and such you know or sharing or whatever and then I'll try to relate that back to what we do in Lego how we we share and we take turn and then the crucial part of the therapy is you then lift those skills they practice in that setting and you take that back to the classroom and you replicate it in the classroom you try to talk to them around you know the role of the builder you know what what that role is you know why you have to share because together as a group you create that one uh, lego product it's not something you do on your own it's something you do together as a team i just wanted to end with a couple of quotes that i collected which i thought would be really nice to hear about how it's impacted because yeah, and there's millions I could, I've got absolutely pages and pages of, of people's feedback forms from our training because we love to carry on learning about how things have worked. And lots of people have emailed me to say, oh, I've got stuck on this bit, but this bit's worked really well because uh, the, the, the training and support doesn't stop after you walk away from our, our packaging. But we had a young person who did 
uh, come and talk about his, how Lego has helped him. And I was just going to read his little quote and finish with, the, with a couple of those uh, today because I think it's really in, in, impactful. And he says, Lego has helped me develop social skills and get me more friends to play with on the playground and talk to new people I didn't know before. At Lego, I have some people who have gone to Lego and the club also gives me something to handle. And this is a little boy who was uh, aged 11, who previous to doing the Lego group was really struggling on the playground. He'd got no friends and he was really, you know, at, at risk probably of, of, you know, not being in that setting much longer. And we introduced Lego based therapy for him and it turned him around within two years. Uh, and I'm not saying that, you know, this is a miracle uh, intervention, but it has got proven, you know, uh, support to help to help people and, and it was i just think it's such a lovely quote because he, he, he says you know it's given him something to handle it gave him a focus and really changed his his outlook about school uh some quotes from staff uh i had some feedback that said the training session was fantastic was fantastic i found it incredibly valuable and feel all set up ready to go back into my school and get the group going because when you finish the training you can go straight into school and, you know, on the way home, get yourself a little Lego kit, get yourself a tray. You just need a little bit of photocopying and some laminating and you and you can have a go straight away. And then one of the, the last quote is about, a, a, I, I got the quote from a teacher assistant who runs a group at school and she said, I run a group in my school. I can see the difference it has made to the, to the child I support. They are more aware of the social rules and they're building friendships. So thank you very much for listening. And if listening to this has inspired you to go back to school and think, oh, I really want to do some Lego-based therapy in my school, a way that you can get hold of us is through our website, which again is at www.autismspecialist.co.uk. And on there, we've got an inquiry form. We're also, there's a Facebook link that you can click onto as well. And on Facebook is where we tend to post more of our practical stuff, such as videos and clips, signpost you to various groups and resources, social clubs for young children and things like that. And we'd love to hear from you.